Hello and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight, with me, Omar Abid, and my co-host and friend, Kelly Rickard, who isn't here for this intro. We have an interview coming up, but uh, we forgot to record an intro because Kelly and I, what doctors describe as clinically stupid. Uh, But more importantly, as I say, we do have an interview and it's with Lara, uh, one of the first couples who left the show, but her and Richie made a really big impact. There was a lot of lot of talking points about them. And this is a great interview. She's really funny, really charismatic. I mean, I thought she came across well on the show, but uh, you really get a sense of what she's actually like rather than uh, just trying to manage a difficult situation. So we hope you enjoy it. Also, I just want to say thank you for everyone who's listening because our numbers are going going through the roof. Every episode we release is breaking our previous record. So we want to thank you all for, for your support and for listening to the podcast. Uh, we're climbing the Apple chart. So if you could give us ratings and reviews and uh, you know recommend us to anyone else you know who likes Married at First Sight, that would be much appreciated. We're hoping to beat our peak last year of number 14 in the charts. It's going to be difficult because there's about 48 different House of Dragons podcasts, but we really appreciate you all listening. Thanks. Okay, so we'd like to welcome to Maths Hysteria one of the participants who's who's now left, but definitely one of the most interesting people. I think most reasonable and probably the most hard done by, Laura. <laughs> Yay! Thanks, guys. <laughs> I said, it says a lot when I'm the most reasonable person in a room. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be fair, it's, it's a low bar to hit, doesn't it? <laughs> it really is. You know, I say, like, you always have one friend in a group who's, like, just talks about themselves, super into themselves, thinks they're the most funniest person in the world, and pretty much takes up all the conversation. Now, take that person out of every friendship group and put them in one room, and that's <laughs> what doing this show is. It's just all the narcissists from all everyone's personal groups all together. It's from honestly. <laughs> How much thought did you put in beforehand to going on the show? Was it a rash decision or had you been thinking about it for a few years? No, it was a rash decision. I'm a massive fan. I'm a, I'm a bit of a super fan, if I'm honest. And I was at home watching the show and the thing came on and said, do you want to apply? And I was like, shit, I've been on my own forever. And obviously everything I've done hasn't worked. What could go wrong? Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> but my friends laughed at me because all the way through the process when I was interviewed for it over like the space of six or seven months, my friends would say to me, so like, what, what, what do you do? Where do you go? How long is it? All the stuff. And I'd say, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I didn't ask any questions at all. I was I was only concerned that I had ordered a husband and I was going to be presented with one and I was going to live happily ever after and everything else. I just fucking ignored. So <laughs> that's that's on me. No, but I actually think that's part of the industry that you come from because you're a dancer, Lara, aren't you? I am, yes. And I'm so I come from a singing background, and you get so used to just saying yes to a job without asking any questions. Exactly. You. If you're in an audition and you start going, how, how much is it? And how long's the contract? You can't, you, you learn to just go, yeah, 
Great. Yeah. So can think- you ride a horse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you fly? Yes. And you think, fuck, I'll just figure that out later. Is like, yes, I yes, yes to everything. Plus, yeah. I'm 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 not bothered. I'm really easygoing as a person. Um, trust me, you'd love to take me on holiday. I do what I do as I'm told. Um, yeah, like I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm I have no expectations, and I kind of think sometimes it's better because I'm never really well, I say that now, but I'm never really disappointed. I'm a little disappointed now, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you said you'd been, you'd been alone f- forever. Yeah. What was, the, what was the, the, the history going into, into it in terms of dating? Well, I've got two boys. So, uh, you know, as a single mother, I don't, it's hard to bring people home because the kids get attached if you date somebody. And when the men leave, the kids get, heartbroken and they don't check in on them do they I had a relationship years ago for a little bit and um, my oldest son who was only like 11 at the time or something said uh, please don't date anybody again he was absolutely heartbroken and plus you always think when these guys are like whoa single mom two kids and like I think maybe they're pedophiles (laughs) why do they want to come home to your house you know I'm like I just got so I think that is is a valid point you've got to be careful Lara that's not a valid point. Yes, it is. I love kids. How much? <laughs> I always say I love a man that's really, really good with his own children. But a man who's really good with other people's children, I get a bit concerned. Red flags. Yeah, exactly. Red flag, yeah. Omar. So, so I never date a clown. Just nice. <laughs> nice Aren't they, though? <laughs> right, can I, can I, I'd like to congratulate you on uh, this. Is our second year of doing the show, and I think that is absolutely the first mention of paedophilia. <laughs> well, hold on to your hats, Omar. <laughs> it's getting crazy. <laughs> Lara, what did you think, honestly, when you first saw Richie at the top of the aisle? I like I keep I feel bad because I keep going oh I wasn't I like it's like thinking oh I want to rip his clothes up but I really thought he had a kind face he had great energy and I honestly I was I thought like things were going to be okay and when they told me that he was a a rock star I didn't realize it was going to be more like you know like x factor um uh, <laughs> but you know still I mean yeah, I thought things I thought things on the surface seemed like you know they could work I mean I've never been a person who really dates for looks anyway um it's more like the personality that 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 draws me in the only unfortunate thing is when the personality ends up being shit you then stop to fancying them all together so um but yeah so I was I was very hopeful for sure how many times on the wedding day did uh or over the course of the honeymoon as well did Richie tell you that he's he's never been in a serious relationship because it seemed like every 20 seconds he brought it up I know right like it was one of those dolls with a string to be honest he didn't really he wasn't that really interested in talking to me about stuff when the cameras were off so as long as we were filming I was kind of left alone <laughs> really oh. because yeah Obviously, the narr- the, sorry, I was going to say the narrative has been that he's um, that he's head over heels like from from the off. Yeah, he's like, all this puppy boy kid like, has all this love to give, and, and I'm kind of like, oh, I can't be bothered because I've already done it a million times. I know, uh, which kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, that's why I look so uncomfortable. I think because I felt like for whatever reason, I don't uh, that when the cameras were on, he was all in and then when the cameras were off he wasn't in like he I honestly don't think he asked me a question about myself that he wasn't asked to ask 
me on camera. So, um, yeah, like he was, I think he found the process difficult. Uh, I think he didn't realize how, how much it was going to take out of you. Like it, it really is, it is quite in your face all the time. So if you're not, if you're not really a strong person to deal with that, like it's, it's, I mean, I don't mind being told what to do and where to go and, you know, sit here, wait here, but some people really struggle with it. And I don't know if that maybe that's what was going on, but he really, he wasn't into me off camera. Wow. That is a shock. That is a shock. There was a big- That's why, yeah. Sorry, that's why I felt uncomfortable because it didn't feel realistic to me. It didn't feel authentic. And that's why I felt looked so uncomfortable in most of the shots. There was a bit that you alluded to, uh, which was just before you decided to leave, where you, I think you'd said you'd been intimate, but he hadn't been comfortable with you bringing up past lovers. And I thought that was so fascinating. And I, I thought, brilliant. And then they never mentioned it again on the program. What happened there? It was crazy. And you're going to laugh because it's so stupid. Um, I The comment I made was, I like lazy sex in the morning because I like to go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he good. said, I don't need to hear how you have sex with other men. Slam the door walked out but what really upset me was he then made himself three separate cups of coffee and didn't offer me one and now i really believe that when you have sex with somebody making them a hot beverage is just polite yes (laughs) it is lara it's the bare minimum they should do for you especially because i've been making dinner and doing taking i was i'm quite wifey that way and i'm i'm you know sorry ladies but i don't mind you know doing that kind of thing, making the food and cleaning up. But, you know, I've been taking care of him for a week, you know. You know, I felt at least I deserved like a hot beverage. So uh, that's what annoyed me. And then, obviously, things boiled over during the day because I was, you know, he was arsing with me for like a good four or five hours, and then I got annoyed, you know. Like I tried to joke to joke it off and let it go, and he wouldn't let go of it. And then I lost, I lost my shit because I was like, I've had enough of this. And then he walked out so and moved into another apartment. So... It was all very strange, you know? You see, this is very interesting because already, I mean, we've been speaking to you for about 10 minutes and already we've seen much more animation and you're funny, completely different to to what we've seen on the show because on the show it always just seemed like you were having to explain. Constipated, yeah, or I had to, I was holding in a wee really hard and it's you know, 10 more minutes and you can go and I look like I'm just on the cusp, right? I know, but um, my friends and family, like all the general public have said lovely things and that I, they thought I came off well and I, you know, but, and I guess I did, but that's not who I am and my friends and family have keep saying to me, we're so disappointed because it just didn't look like you at all like you know like i'm always cracking jokes or saying things i shouldn't be saying or doing things but also he from the beginning of when we started seeing each other he didn't like the way i was and he didn't look that i was too loud and i said things that were a bit vulgar and things and he cut it down and down and what the the thing that really stuck with me in the end is the last one of the last things he said to me like in the end i just i just stopped being me because it just caused grief and then I thought the less I became the the better it was and he said to me I really lovely love that I've got to see the real you finally and I thought and I wasn't me at all anymore and that that was that that's when I think you can just see me like I've just had enough but the thing is I think you can tell in a in a good relationship a healthy relationship that people bring you up and I think that's what upset my friends and family that they could see how low I looked all the time and because that's what it was doing to me. It was pushing me down and down and down until the point where I was just like, what is going on? That, that's 
statement there has made me so sad that the less I became, the easier it got. Yeah. And I think we're seeing the exact same story play out with Gemma because yeah. she was herself. Yeah. And it, sexual language and the world has gone berserk and called yeah. her vulgar and rude and compared her to a sexual predator. So she's now, if you watch her body language on the program, she's just ter- turning inside. Yeah, you can see it. And I've said it, I've said it before. I, I and I, I'm going to use the word again. I think it's absolute gaslighting on his behalf because I feel like he wasn't into her, but he didn't want to be the bad guy on national TV and say, I don't like her for whatever reason. I'm not, fa- I don't fancy the look of her. Um, and I think he thought, this is a great thing. I'm going to keep banging on about this thing that she's done so that in the end, I'm not the bad villain when I just say that I don't want to be with her. She's not, she's not for me because I can put it on her. Right. And, and I think that's exactly what's going on in this situation. And she feels like she, whatever she does, she can't come back for it because that's the narrative he's decided. And he's going to stick with it, right? So, amen. You should be on the program, Lara. You should be the fourth expert, and also be my friend, please. Oh yes, I give great advice. I just don't take any of my own. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just back to those those early days with Richie. How was the honeymoon then? And, and we've seen you in Bavaria in the hot tub oh. with a, a nice warm hat, breakfast in bed, all that kind of stuff. Bloody Bavaria. I mean, I mean, Germany love it, but honeymoon, what a shit place they sent us, right? Like, honestly, if I felt like we were the joke couple from the start because I thought, come on. You know, I was thinking, sexy is warm on the beach, walking in the pool, and I felt like it was just set up for disaster from the start. Plus, we were in the middle of nowhere. You couldn't go and get away from each other because it was freezing cold and there was nothing. So, like, we were stuck together. And I, I feel like even when things got were a bit weird... That I, I could, he could have gone and taken himself out of the situation, or I could have done. You know, I mean, he could have followed me, but, um, <laughs> but you know, we could have had some separation from each other, and we could have had. I just think it would have. I, I did say this to Channel Four that just you know a note from me that, that it wasn't helpful to us to go somewhere that was so cold. Being somewhere warm would have been easier for us to to grow our relationship a little bit better in a healthier way. So, I mean, take it on, don't take it on. <laughs> Somebody actually asked us on Twitter as as though we have any inside information. Like, how do they decide the uh, the honeymoons? Because I assume they just did it for variation. Because yeah, fair enough, you want to go to the Maldives and everything. But if everyone's just on a beach, visually, it's not as interesting to look at. Yeah. But do, I think they just decide who looks better in bathing suits. Maybe, maybe, maybe everybody <laughs> said, "Don't put the fifty-year-olds in a thong." <laughs> <laughs> Richie with nothing on but a guitar. <laughs> It was on the was it on the it was on the wedding night, wasn't it, that you first got the guitar out? Oh yes, yes, he sang to me at the wedding. <laughs> what, what did you when he? I mean, obviously you're from an artistic background, so you must have been at <laughs> parties where people have pulled the guitar out and stuff like that. I, I actually was on a beach in Thailand, and some guy got an acoustic guitar out, and I was drunk and kicked it out of his hands. So. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can see, listen, I also wanted to be very courteous and polite and I didn't want to be the girl that comes in. I mean, because I he's coming in as a stranger as I am and I didn't want to be the person who went, oh, great, play me a song, what a dick, you know. So I was like, okay, but you can see my face doesn't ha- hasn't worked out what it's supposed to do because when you watch it, my lips and my eyes are like, looks like I'm having kind of mini strokes because I'm, I think I'm trying to figure out is this, 
a good thing? Do I like this? What is happening? But also, he said, there's something I really want to show you. And I was 99% sure he was going to tell me he had a vagina. So I was so relieved when the guitar came out. Do you know what I mean? Because I thought, because that seems like the kind of thing that would happen to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, go like, surprise, you know, like. So I was, um, I was just like, I was so scared about what this thing he was going to show me was. I just was like, the guitar seemed like a win at, at that point. So, um <laughs> Lara, after hearing him play, would you have preferred it if it was a vagina he was about to show you? 100%. <laughs> I think I could have worked with that. I said, I said, it was like the first thruple on, on Married at First Sight, Richie, me and his guitar. I said, wouldn't have been so bad if it had vibrated, but whatever. <laughs> and then... Uh... On the honeymoon, then I saw, we saw, and this is where I got a good screenshot of the look on your face when. <laughs> was, uh, was, I'm a meme. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the first big, big memes of this series. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it was the perfect moment of like, I'm getting a lot of attention. I do not enjoy or want from this. When he tried to stick his fingers inside my glove. Oh, oh. I've said that to glove. people, and they went, "Is that a euphemism?" I went, "No, like seriously, it's not." Like he was like trying to put his fingers in my glove. Oh. But I, I think the reason I don't think he meant to come off as creepy as it came up. But I think because he wasn't being genuine, it does. It, there was, no, if he really felt it and he he really meant it, it would have looked natural. But because I think it was being forced, it comes off so much worse than it did. And I, I think he didn't do himself any favors that way. Do you know what I mean? Because I think. I don't think that's the look he was going for, but I did get a lot of um, messages asking me if I wanted them to call the police and to blink if I was being held against my will. <laughs> so <laughs> blinking. <laughs> so how how early on did you think that this isn't this isn't genuine? This is like very forced because I know you've said like it was almost instant. Was that was that right? Yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't great from the start, but going into the, before you see us at the first commitment ceremony. Uh, we had a chat and um, I said like we had a few days apart from each other when we come back from the honeymoon and I said look uh, I because I honestly I said to myself I wasn't going to judge anything because you know meeting a stranger he'd said he'd never 50 times never been in a relationship and I thought maybe he was just terrified right so I thought I'm not going to judge any of this behavior I'm just going to let it go and maybe he'll realize I'm a good person and relax and we can move forward and my, I had my doubts at the end of the honeymoon and I kind of got started to get a bit worried and well, actually terrified um, but then we came back together and I said I said to everyone at Channel 4 if if it if it's positive and he's trying I'm absolutely going to continue to try and it looked like things were turning around when we went to the first commitment ceremony like he I could see him stopping himself and thinking about things first before he said it and I was like if I see movement in a positive direction, I'm going to stick with it. But as we moved in together, things slid back pretty quickly. So, well, I was going to say the uh, I think it was the first dinner party actually because it was that's exactly what I was going to ask you about the commitment ceremony where you were at going into that. But the dinner party and it's happened with Sophie and Jonathan this week as well, where he was properly patronising when he uh, Richie said to you, "Can we talk about things calmly though?" <laughs> He gassed the shit out of me on that because I didn't know that he'd gone in and said, oh, you know, 
like maybe I said something wrong, but you know she she you know she does the share and oh she just goes a bit off and like he was really suggesting that I had some kind of anger problems and he was trying to bait me at that dinner table. You know, the thing that annoyed me about that that bit when they felt when they edited it is that we actually have a whole thing where his mask slips a little bit and he doesn't like that people can see. The whole table kind of goes oh like he's he was really trying to get me to. He was trying to, it was been a little bit nasty and he's, he was very good to hide that from the rest of the group, you know? And then I think he, on top of that, he was trying to make it look like maybe I'm, I'm a bit of a whatever. Um, but then instead of showing the reaction of the group or going to the experts, they could say, come on, Richie, that's not nice. You know, um, they get the big lesbian reveal back from the toilets, you know, <laughs> they cut to Zoe. Zoe's come from the toilet. Let's go back to that. And I was like, who cares if Zoe came from the toilet? We're having a moment. Somebody show this. And then I've got a lot of people saying, like, I feel like I blinked and it was over and we don't know what's happened. A lot of people were very confused by by the edit. So, but yeah, I'm, and I think after that happened, that that's was when we realized we, we weren't going to be able to, you know, fix anything because the reaction to things that have happened were not not kind of in keeping with what was going on. So, yeah, it was I just thought it was better for us all to just cut it well in terms of the editing as well another really weird moment i thought and i know kelly thought this as well was that first commitment uh, yeah first commitment ceremony he seemed to give some real weird like braveheart type speech about his emotions and stuff and i was like Mate, what the fuck are you talking about? How's this gone for? Does it so much? He did oh, it, so much. it was when he said, "If you, I know you will never leave me because I'm almost <laughs> healed." And I just I put you in a box and I cut I your head off. He was like, "Get that woman out of there! This is not okay." <laughs> yeah, like there was a lot of those speeches. I mean, they had to cut it down for editing, but there was a lot of eat, pray, love, journey stuff going. On. And I was like, I know everybody keeps going, oh, you know, find out about yourself. I know who I am. I mean, I'm flawed and I'm a bit of an idiot sometimes, but I'm 50. This is as good as it's going to get for me. I'm not here on an eat, pray, love journey to, you know, find myself. I'm not going to join an ashram. So like, I just wanted a husband. I, I didn't want, I didn't want to be going to therapy for the next 30, 30 years. I, I don't give a shit about that. Um, I know a lot of people took that as me saying I, I was too lazy to work on it. I'm happy to work on it, but with somebody who's just like, Let's watch some Netflix. Let's go grab them. Let's go to the cinema. Let's go on a holiday. Let's chill and hold hands and walk through the park. Let's not sit and, you know, like do like primal screams. I just don't know what was happening. What, so in the room when he's giving that speech, because what we've seen is like people are going, yeah, go Richie, go. And yeah. you to be forgotten. So were you just sat there bemused by what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I was so confused, but I was, and I, what annoyed me is I kept thinking, is somebody going to say something? Like, is someone going to point out that he's not making any sense? Like, <laughs> like I, because at one point I thought maybe I was being microdosed because I was, <laughs> I was thinking, like, he's going, yeah, like sometimes when I'm off in the distance, walking alone and looking at my hands and thinking, yes, well, and I'm like, they just asked us, you know, like, if we've been talking positively to each other. And I, he, at some point, he's actually nearly sat on my lap and leaning forward. So he's like in front of me on the couch. Like, and I was going, <laughs> like, it's, it was, I mean, the commitment ceremony that at the end when we left. And I know they, unless you watch the unveiled and you saw the whole thing, he sings to me at the end of that oh commitment. Oh, my God. Acapella. Oh, 
God almighty. What Thank you for giving me the strength, love. Thank you. You weren't the one for me. Like, why is he pointing him? We all know who I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's going to hate me after this podcast, isn't he? <laughs> but that, that being said, Lara, when, when you did decide to leave, I thought it was quite funny that you said, um, I've decided to leave and then turned and showed you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Someone on Twitter wrote, come on, Laura. He knows. He, he gets it. You didn't have to turn around and show. I kind of felt like I did, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was. Sorry, uh, Richie. <laughs> there, there were definitely moments where, uh, even after as you got off the couch and all the other cast were coming over to give you a hug and everything, he was desperately clinging onto your hand. That little... I, thank you, thank you. I know it was like I was like, um, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. It was even when we went back to do the unveiled, it was like he was trying to hold my hand when we got on the stage, and I nearly fell off the stage trying to shake it back off again. I think, I think as soon as we're together and it's being filmed, he kind of reverts back into that place but we're not there anymore I, I don't want to be nasty about it because I, I feel like I really try to be good about the whole situation but it's you know after a while you start to rethink it and think it and start to get more annoyed and more annoyed and plus I didn't get a husband and that is what I went in for and that's what I wanted you know so that sucks a little bit um I don't think I'll be I mean, dating for quite some time I mean it sounds like your only precondition was that you don't want a pedophile yeah <laughs> <laughs> I said alive and with a job, and that maybe that's on me. So, it, so just note to everybody: if you decide to, the great, it's great. The show's great. The process is wonderful, but you might want to go. Maybe not Whitney, but maybe not Lara either. Somewhere nicely in between, when you ask for something, just not to be alive. So, yeah. A memorable moment for me was uh, the football match. <laughs> I'm totally confused about what's going on then in those in those moments of where because you were being physical with him, but was it just a yeah. case of like, oh, I'm here? <laughs> it's- yeah, it's just gonna fuck my way out of it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that, but you know, it's like, what can I do to fix this? Yeah, I'm just gonna. I I kind of was like, I'm gonna try and match his energy. I'm gonna try and like. He seems to, like, I'm going to just go all in and see if this is me. Because maybe it is me. Maybe I'm the reason this isn't working. You know, because you you go through all this stuff in your head and you think, like, am I just doing the same thing I always do? Is this is what is this why it's not moving forward or anything? So, you know, like, yeah, I was like, fuck it. I'm in. Let's go. Right. And then um, then, uh, then obviously that <laughs> didn't work out for me either. Now I'm just the idiot who had sex with the guy who walked out on me. Um, it trust me, uh, it's not because I'm bad in bed. Thank you, Great Britain. Um, <laughs> I said I'm never going to get a date after this. <laughs> um, plus, you know, I was so good at the football. You know, that's a turn on. He was really kicking those things at my face, though, wasn't he? Like, let's be honest. <laughs> Like I'm not a professional goalie, but I'm saying like that they were coming in hard. <laughs> so I understand uh, you're trying to be polite, and you don't you you don't want to be too cruel to Richie. Uh, but I'm going to s- sort of force you here uh, yeah, because I feel like I've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's just too little, so- too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the horse has bolted, Lara. Um, wh- what I was going to say was when you say he's not being genuine, what is it you think then that he went on there for? Mm, I think he went on there to, I mean, he's already re-released one of his songs. So 
I think that says it all. And listen, you know, I under, listen. I get that people go on shows for different reasons, and I, I, I'm not judging that. But I think they need to pair people with people that are on for the same reasons, you know, because otherwise, it's as my sister-in-law says, it's apples to kumquats. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like. I I just I wasn't there to perform or to like you know say oh let, let's tell this joke or you make a funny face like I was just like just me so you've got me on one side looking confused and weirded out and crying I mean I could have filled a well I mean <laughs> I don't normally cry and I think I'm crying in at least every episode of the, of the all four I was in but um <laughs> I had so many dresses, so little time. But yeah, I, I, I just, and I feel like it's it's not fair to go through that whole process if you're not with somebody who's there for the same reasons. Because if you're there for something else, then you have different priorities of how you're going to behave. You know, like I wasn't afraid to be vulnerable or act like an idiot or do whatever because I was, I was going to do whatever it took. You know, I was going to have sex with the guy just to fix things and make things work and try to move the relationship forward you know so i think that that's kind of a that's a bit of a shitty place to be and if i'm wrong i'm wrong i do apologize i put my hands up but i'm i'm not in there i'm usually not wrong so what's what's next for you now are you gonna give it another chance not the program but looking for love i mean no i i'm 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 okay for now i've got i've got a dog and i've got i've got tv i've got kids so i think i'm just gonna uh be i'm gonna chill for a while i think i it was a lot to go through and I, when I say things I really do mean them so when I said like um this is my last chance I really I really meant it like I I was like this is it because I've tried other things I've tried dating websites I've tried going out I mean I, I'm I'm at mum so I'm at home at night so I don't really have a chance to meet men and bars everyone's drunk online everyone just wants sex I just think there's not it doesn't seem to be a really healthy way to find love um was this it i don't know i could have gotten paired with somebody fantastic and maybe um we could have been taya from last year and had her. but um you know but i still i enjoyed every minute of it i loved it i loved the process i loved everything about doing the show even on the bad days i was i still loved it so i'm glad i did it i wouldn't take that back well let's talk about some of the some of the high spots who were who were some of your your, your closest friends that you made from the from the cast Thomas is my probably my closest friend, but um, we weren't that close. So we were close on the show, but I said from the beginning that I knew Thomas was going to bring the drama. And I knew he was, from day dot, I knew he was going to have fights with everybody. And from the Hindu already, I knew that Thomas was going to argue with somebody in the group at least once a week. And I knew if I was his friend, I'd have to support him. And I was there to find a husband, not to back up people. So I was very honest with Thomas, said, love you, love you, love you. But maybe we just chill until we get out. And then, and now I see him all the time. So it's it's lovely. I see a lot of the people from the show. Um, I think everybody was great. I And I know Whitney gets bad press, but I even liked Whitney. So, um, But yeah, I've made friends for life on that show. Um, so I speak to Adrian and Thomas, Shanita, Duca, PJ, the Jess, uh, Jenna, Zoe. I speak to everybody. So yeah, it's fun. Like the people that you meet, I know it sounds really lame and everyone says it because you watch Love Island and they know each other for two days and they're like, oh my God, please don't go home. We're going we're gonna to be friends forever. And you think, shut up. But it really does feel like that because you've been in this situation that no one else can understand. And a day in there is like a month on the outside world. You know, so it's it's really is quite bonding. I think as we come out of it, though, people will start to a little bit because you're kind of going in all different directions now. You know, our journeys are starting to change. So we'll see. 
Yeah, that naturally happens, doesn't it, with uh, with people? Something just on a practical level, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have wondered, do, ha, how many flats are available? Because people seem to just need to go into, into a different apartment. That's why the building is so fucking big. <laughs> they can't put us in a bungalow, can they? You've got to have a room for everybody and then a second room for everybody. Um, yeah, like that, it was a big apartment building, but yeah, like everybody just seems to be like, yeah, I spent a night on my own. I'm going to move out. Oh, no, she didn't put the shoes back. I'm going to have to get my own apartment. Oh, no, lids <laughs> off the shoe space. Own apartment. <laughs> Especially the guys are like, fuck, I can get an apartment on my own away from her for five minutes. Done. <laughs> that, that Matt, that Matt's never even lived with Gemma. <laughs> she, she says, hi, Matt. And he goes, oh, it's too much. I need my own apartment. She's talking to me. What is she talking to me? <laughs> yeah i i really oh i know and i hate i hate to be that person that's like uh, but every time he comes on i'm like (laughs) oh i'm with you i'm with you omar has been sharing and retweeting other people calling her a sexual predator so we're going to be having words about that later but (laughs) i'm on your side i'm Gemma's side yeah she's lovely you know she was i mean is she a little vulgar absolutely does she have a massive sexual appetite yes but i don't think that she's She's cornering him in bathrooms and trying to pull his pants down. Like he's a grown ass man. Like if she's your and these women, right? They they went on a honeymoon with somebody that they thought was going to be their husband, and now they're exp- <laughs> they were hoping to have sex. I don't think makes them evil people. Like that's just what you would expect, you know. They're I think if they were grabbing at them, or you know, I think that would be a different thing. But I just think grown up people, you can say things like you know cock and people shouldn't be crying about it you know one of my one of my favorite moments was adrian trying to stifle his laughter when Gemma said she's got a hell of a blowjob on her <laughs> <laughs> i know right but i get and i get what she was saying she's like she thought that was like a selling point like you lucky guy if this is yeah. what you, if you would like a blowjob i do a really great one please feel free to ask for one. You know, it's like, I might say to a guy when I meet them, I make a great, um, I make great, great chicken Parmesan, you know, and I just, in case you want me to cook dinner for you, it's, I think it's just the same kind of thing. You know, <laughs> this is what I'm good at. Please take advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as you get a hot beverage afterwards, then it's fine. <laughs> Social convention states, you make a hot beverage and I'm sticking to that one. So <laughs> just, it, that's just common courtesy. <laughs> Oh, so is there anything that you wanted to sort of say to us that you think we haven't covered or anything you think the programme didn't cover other than what you've already said? Um, I just think uh, I just think it's really I really hope that everybody who's doing the show just takes everything with a pinch of salt. It's really hard to watch the edit sometimes. I think I got quite lucky my honeymoon and stuff. I think it really was quite the way it was. From, you know, because obviously they can only show what is filmed. Um, and I kind of wish we had cameras in the apartments so that captures everything, because I feel like the, the audience would get a very better, a better view of what's actually happening if people couldn't hide from the cameras. And I think that's the only difference that the problem with this show is that if you know when you're being filmed, then you act accordingly. And I think it's not always fair on people, not just me, but like even April, you know, like I think you're starting to see that she gets a lot of neediness and and accusations off camera that she's having to deal with. So I feel like we don't see the whole story and I feel like it's hard for people to feel judged when they're not, when they're not being able to show everything that's going on. So, yeah, I think that would be a nice thing if they could show a little bit more of what's really happening behind the scenes. That would probably be helpful. 
Yeah, that's definitely an interesting discussion because that's sort of what we spoke about with with Paul last week as well, that, you know, how much footage can they bring in? And it's really interesting that you've said about your experiences with with Richie because the whole debate this week, is, as the week's gone on, is, well, Matt's different to, to how we first thought. And she's saying, we're, Gemma's saying, we're not seeing the full story. You've said it's not, uh, you haven't been portrayed. Although, you've, like you said, you've come off well, but you've, we've not seen what Richie was really like. So, and Whitney as well with Juca. Like I love, I love Juca. And so, and but and now even I'm going. Is there something I wasn't seeing? Like what is she seeing that we're not seeing? Because it seems like a lot of bold statements about being fake that we're not. Is there, I feel like we're not. Unless you can see what's happening behind the scenes, she's she's making bold statements. You're not seeing it. Is she telling the absolute truth? Isn't she telling the truth? Is Duke different when the cameras are on to when they're off? We can't tell, can we? So it's really hard to decide who's telling the most truth, you know, because there's always two sides, three sides to a story, isn't there? So absolutely. Okay, Laura, thanks for coming on. That was, I mean, it was different to how I thought it was going to be. <laughs> It was an absolute treat. You should have your own TV programme. You're brilliant. Honest, charismatic, funny, fantastic. Thank you. If you could tell all the networks, that would be fantastic. Um, (laughs) Not that I don't enjoy working at at, uh, Slim Chickens, but still. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do you work in Five Guys? I work at Slim Chickens next door now, and it's so funny because a woman was sending me messages on Instagram saying, I've been in five times and you haven't been there. And I said, I work next door now, and she came and banged on the window. So, um... (laughs) But I was cleaning gum off a stool the first time someone recognised me, and I was like, "This is not living my best life." Is it? <laughs> are you on, are you on the teller? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much, Laura. guys. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye.